You know the drill, people. It's an episode of Canada's Pinside Babies. Explicit language is to follow. So if you have children or wives or you yourself are easily offended, please turn off this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast right now. I want to dedicate this episode of Canada's Pinside Babies to all of you 50 gentlemen out there who bought an Elvira Signature Edition. Do me a favor. Take that piece of couch and you know where to shove it. Stupid morons in this hobby. They're everywhere. I can't avoid them. You read Pinside, you get dumber. You hear people's reaction to things and you get stupider. Yeah, yeah, bye, bye, bye. No, 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 no. Think, people. Think for a fucking second, all right? Here's the thing I want you all to think about. Rick and Morty Pinball. It is revealed to the world by Spooky Pinball. And it is amazing how just a contemporary theme that has a lot of fans and people are really excited about how immediately dropping something like that into the old curmudgeon, old fart hobby like pinball, how it becomes this like divisive thing. And here's the thing, here's the thing. I don't know about you people out there, but you know what a normal person does when they see people get excited about something? A normal person who, who has like a normal life and normal balance and has had sex within the last 20 years, a normal person, when they see people get excited about a property or a theme, you know what they say to themselves? Okay, I'm going to check it out because I want to feel excited like those people over there that are doing backflips for this theme. And it's unfucking believable to me that when people hear uh, people's excitement around Rick and Morty, they, they turn it off. They tune it out. They don't want anything to do with it. They want to say it's a horrible theme that Spooky's making a mistake. They're not going to sell games. People are so fucking stupid. So stupid. They are going to sell every single one of these games. And look, I'm the first one to admit, I've never seen a single episode of Rick and Morty, okay? Now, the next logical thing For me to do the synaptic fucking leap my brain is making is I am reading people's ecstatic response to this game and I'm saying, holy fuck, I've missed out on something that fucking nerds like me fucking love. And so I'm not going to run to Pinside and say, what are they doing? Why can we make more themes from the 19 fucking 60s? I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to get on Hulu, binge watch Rick and Morty and see if I love this show just as much as other people. Now, and then you hear like what the show's about. It's about like a fucking Back to the Future kind of inspired sci-fi show with super incredible writing that's supposed to be funny. And these people can't be wrong. And it's not just the fucking idiots on Pinside doing backflips that can't be wrong. Millions and millions of people fucking love the show and hey for you pinside babies out there do something fucking use google do some research before you immediately just knee-jerk react on social media and on a forum hey i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna do any homework i'm not gonna even try this before i give an opinion about this but that's fucking pinball now right everyone's got a fucking opinion before they even try anything I mean, the game's almost probably already fucking sold out. You haven't even seen it. 
People haven't even fucking seen anything and it's probably already sold out. I mean, I, at four fucking 30 in the morning, I went on to the fucking fang club on Spooky Pinball and I signed the fuck up. Why? Oh shit, my alarm's going off. That's probably Chuck telling me, hey, good fucking choice, Chris. Because I woke the fuck up and I said to myself, why not sign up for the fucking fang club for 45 fucking dollars a year and at least have a shot at getting it if I turn out to love the show and I want one. Because they're gonna be fucking caught, 750, and that's it. I love it, it's fucking limited. You finally get a fucking limited game that's actually limited based on a theme that millions of people love and what is there to fucking complain about? Nothing. And the best part about it, I love Chuck's fucking response where he's like, look, we're gonna make this many and that's it and we always just wanna make sure that we bite off as much as we can chew because we never want to turn into a situation where we have to fire people. We're a family business. And I'm, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you think Gary fucking Stern has that mentality? You ask Gary fucking Stern, what's his, what, what's he, what game does he love the most? And you know what his, his response is? The game that makes me the most fucking money. And that's all they care about. It's the fucking money. You know, I, I really, I really have turned a page on, on Spooky because I, you know, I think they're going to put the passion into this game. And the other big fucking point is that this game is being made with the founder of the fucking show. It's not going to be an, an asset disaster like so many pinball machines we've experienced recently. This guy is going to put everything in it. Custom callouts. It's not like, it, it, you know, Chuck has this, they, they, they find a way to connect with the creators of the stuff they're making games on. I mean, I, all I do is see photos of Chuck with like Alice Cooper and Rob Zombie and now this guy and, and, and Scott Denise is making it. What the fuck is there to be upset about on any level? I'm happy. Only 750. It's a theme that people love and it's going to be fucking made and it's coming out now. This isn't like this game's like six months from now. Oh, here's a, here's, a, here's a prototype of our game that you can't fucking have for six months. And who knows what the final fucking package is. Fuck that. This is how you do it. And for fuck's sakes, finally, a couple themes that are relevant and contemporary. I mean, we have Rick and Morty and Stranger Things coming out in December of 2019. Thank you fucking God. Thank God, can we finally get some stuff that's relevant today in the pinball market? Stuff that kids enjoy today. Although, I don't know if you let your kids watch Rick and Morty, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, enough of the fucking Elvira, Munsters, Batman 66. I mean, that's like shit that like old curmudgeons are into. I mean, seriously. I mean, when you read some of these pinside fucking idiots talking about Rick and Morty, and these are the guys that are going all googly for Elvira... I mean, the last breasts these guys have ever held over the last 30 years are fucking turkey breasts on Thanksgiving. And that's why they get so excited looking at Elvira. Like, oh, we got to go back to that, that. Yeah, that's great. great. Oh, I get it. That's her thing. Who cares? Who fucking cares? I mean, seriously. Freaking fucking Morty. I don't, you know, it's, I'm, I'm excited that people are excited because I don't even fucking, I haven't even seen the show. But I just love watching people try to get upset about something that they, they don't know anything about. We'll wake up and fucking learn. Are, are, we, are we all so fucking preoccupied that we can't go fucking learn a little bit? We can't go watch something? And here's the thing. I think when we watch it, you those of you who haven't seen it yet, I think we're going to fucking love it. See, I don't think it's going to be like Iron Maiden. I fucking hate Iron Maiden music. Like you couldn't pay me. To, to listen to like, run for the hill. That shit sucks. 
It sucks compared to like Guns and Fucking Roses and Motley Crue. I think Iron Maiden sounds like shit. It sound to me, it sounds like 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 it's a cover band, like a Spinal Tap. Like it's like they're making fun of metal music. I mean, seriously, I don't like it. I have such a strong aversion against it. But at least I listened to it. I tried hard to get into Iron Maiden music, and after listening to it, I think it sucks. Okay, but. Rick and Morty, I haven't seen it, but I think it's going to be easier for a comedy show that's an animation based around Back to the Fucking Future where they travel through different dimensions. I think it's going to be easier for me to enjoy that and welcome it into my nerd kingdom than Iron Maiden music. So I I think people are going to probably discover that maybe there's just something out there in this world that you didn't know you would like, but you will like if you give it a shot, okay? Don't be like one of those those assholes who who's like I don't I don't like lobster. Well, did you try lobster? Never tried it. Well, go fuck yourself if you're one of those people because it life is too fucking short to not try and expose yourself to new things that you might fucking enjoy. Okay? And I just want to say congratulations to Spooky Pinball for getting a licensed theme that people are doing backflips for. Congratulations for building your pinball company at a scale in which you can manage everything. They've always got people their games when they said they would, and now they're in the big leagues. They are. They, they, have, they have landed a theme that millions of people like, and they're going to have way more demand than supply. And it's going to turn out to be, a, I, I think, a special pin for them. Scott Denisi's making it. People love fucking Scott Denisi. He's one of the smartest motherfuckers in pinball. And he's, for some reason, this guy's so fucking smart. He, the only dumb decision he made in life was to work in fucking pinball because he could probably be like an astrophysicist or working at Google making millions, but he's doing what he loves. And I think he has a lot of support. His first game, TNA, was, was a great hit that came out of nowhere. I mean, I mean, Stern Pinball wanted it. They wanted Scott Denise, and he said, nope, I'm going to work with this family company. And I think he made the right decision. Now, of course, we haven't seen a fucking thing. I mean, it would be fucking funny after all this hype, after all this fucking hysteria that, that the game they show is just a fucking complete turd, but I don't think it's going to be. Uh, and I think it's really exciting that we're getting this game. And then Stranger Fucking Things coming out like a few weeks later. And I love that they released it now. It was like, why not get ahead of all the Stranger Things hype and get this game sold? Uh, now, what will we see when sales of this game come up? Are these going to be $1,000 non-refundable? Who knows? Who knows? But 45 bucks to have a shot at it? Why fucking not? I'd rather join the Fang Club than the stupid Stern Insider bullshit. I mean, what is bullshit? Like, I'm going to pay money to get a fucking Nate Shivers podcast, like, behind a firewall? What the fuck is that? Where is the fucking outcry with that stupid... And that fucking t-shirt? You look like a fucking... Like a broke college kid painting a house when you wear that fucking Stern Insider t-shirt. And they have nice fucking t-shirts. So you pay money to join a club where you get shit. Shit content, shit ever. You don't get anything. You, do, you get, do you get first crack at, at buying their games? I mean, to me, that's the best part of the spooky fucking fan club. Is you get to cut the line because you're paying money and, and you're like a diehard fan. Great. What do you get with Stern? Oh, you get early. Yeah, early. Like an hour early. You get information that then goes out to the fucking world. Unfucking believable. Un- and I fucking love Stern too. Don't get me wrong. 
I fucking love Stern. You know Stern's story, though. It's so like, ah, yeah, we're going to go get the biggest themes in pinball, and then we're going to figure out how to make these games in a way that doesn't give you any of the fucking assets you want. Let's see what assets we get with Stranger Things. I hope we get them. I hope they fucking have, like, all the clips from the shows and the movies and the songs, but we're going to see. They're going to be judged on that, okay? All right, what else is going on in fucking pinball? Here's a fucking funny thing for you on this episode of Canada's Babies. Um... And, you know, I, look, this is this. I'm, I'm going to fucking just do it because I do it all the time. I'm not going to do it on this episode. But, you know, I think I know. I think I know pretty well what American fucking pinball's next title is. Why do I know it now? December, what, 4th or 5th? Is it? December 5th. I know. I, I have pretty much confirmation on what the next American pinball title is. Why do I fucking know it? Because they told a fucking distributor what it was going to be. And you know what distributors fucking do? They fucking talk. And they have loose lips and they tell their best customers who they trust. And it's so fucking stupid. It happens time and time again. You know what Stern doesn't do? They don't tell their fucking distributors jack shit about what's next. They don't know anything because they would all talk. Half the fucking distributors have like podcasts now. Half of them are trying to get the scoop. It's, 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 so the cat's not going to get back in the bag. Now the question is, will Canada reveal to the world what the next American pinball title is and spoil their reveal at TPF. Oh, that's the, you know what? Email me, canadapinball at gmail.com. I'll put up a poll on my Facebook page. Should Canada reveal what he thinks is the next American pinball title to the world? Yes or no? Uh, should he let Joe Bosser have his moment in four months or should he do it now? Um, and email me at canadapinball at gmail.com. All right, I just want to close out this episode of Canada's Pinball Babies, you know, by saying something. Saying something just, you know, heart to heart with all you guys out there. I really, I really want everyone to just sit down and do me one favor in this hobby. Please, please. I know we don't always come across like this candid and strident with all this language. Please do me a favor, everybody. Just wake the fuck up. Please, just wake the fuck up. That's it. That's all I ask. Wake up. Play the games before you fucking buy them. Don't fucking buy overpriced shit. Is it like, seriously, if you could do one favor for me in 2020, don't pro buy overpriced shit. Don't run at everything and fucking buy stuff that has nothing fucking in it. If you do that, we will continue to get fucked by manufacturers. They will put less in the games and then charge us more money. It's a fucking epidemic, okay? Now, Stern Pinball, you know who's buying most of Stern Pinball's games? I bet most of their games are sold in the pro format to people who don't know what the fuck Pinside is. They've expanded Pinball to new buyers, just rich guys with houses that just want a toy in it. You have to have somewhat of a good financial backing to buy in your life to have five, six, seven thousand dollars non essential toys, okay? But just wake the fuck up. Wake the fuck up. Okay, make sure you get enough for your money. I mean, when I see people unbox a fucking Willy Wonka collector's edition, okay? Yes, the topper looks like an Oompa Loompa took a giant shit on top of your machine. It does. It even looks like the, the form of shit, right? But besides that, that game is fucking stunning. Stunning. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. It's a work of fucking art. If I could get over my version with, with the code problems in it, if I was a Willy Wonka fan, I mean, I, it's, it's fucking Wonka artwork that you can play. It's fucking stunning. And then I look at Elvira Signature Edition, piece of shit in comparison, and it's more money. Oh, but it's only 50, 50 my ass. 
Same fucking game, people. Wake the fuck up. It's the same game for eight, like, what is it, $8,000, $9,000. You're going to spend $7,000 more for the same fucking game for some foil on the fucking sides? Wake the fuck up. And understand that half of the people that are talking to you, convincing you to go in on these games, are trying to fucking sell you the games. Sell you the fuck like seriously. Oh, I love the Star Wars topper. I don't take easy arguments. It's I'm gonna take the hard argument that it's a great get the fuck out of here. That that Star Wars topper is probably costing Stern fucking a hundred bucks to fucking assemble. Get the fuck out of here, people. Wake the fuck up, alright? This is how we would talk if we were doing the super awesome pinball podcast every fucking episode. My god, Christopher Franchi, the show's up. Shows up. They need some Canada on that show. I mean, I don't know how those three guys are going to fucking maintain it. I really don't. I heard one episode. It, it's kind of like, it's it's like all these segments going on, all this production value. But man, I don't know. There's just something, something else. It needs a shot of fucking Canada. All right? You got to fucking jab that show with a, one of my fucking twippies and let's get some fucking energy in it. It's like either go all fucking in like this. Like just go all in. Like, we can bring the energy, we can bring the excitement. If we did this every episode, I wouldn't have as many listeners. But, man, you got to decide which way you want to go, man. Do you want to be a fucking R-rated movie? Then fucking be the best R-rated movie ever. Or, or do what I normally do, which is keep it clean, keep it concise, keep it on track, and be the one pinball podcast that I know you love listening to. Everyone, Canada's Pinball Podcast out. Enjoy Rick and Marty reveal this week. I can't wait to see it. Congratulations to Chuck and family, Scott Denisi, everyone behind Spooky Pinball. Uh, They deserve, I think they deserve an applause uh, for getting where they are in the pinball hobby. I love you guys. We'll be back with more episodes of Canada's Pinball Podcast. Have a great Friday. No, it's Thursday. Fuck. Don't even know what day of the week it is. Bye, guys. I've got my computer. Ha <laughs> <laughs>